Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Rolled Ones. I am your host, Ryan, and I'm sitting here next to my co-host. Yo! What's up? It's Mad Dog. That's two Ds. M-A-D-D dot D-A-double-G. What's going on? Mad Dog. Mad Dog. You ever had, like, those Mad Dog 2020s? Yeah. That's kind of like where them? I got the inspiration for this from. Really? From mm-hmm. Mad Dog 2020s? Yeah, because we'd be drinking. We'd be drinking, dude. And, uh... <laughs> It, you know, it, of course, it started as Four Locos back in the day, and then we, we kind of went through this phase of getting Mad Dogs. They were at specific gas stations throughout the area that we grew up in, and um, getting them was kind of tricky, but once you got them, they were delicious. It was like what, a jolly... in college? Like, fr- like freshman year in college? Yeah, freshman year in college. Back in the day. AKA two and a half years ago. Oh my god, I think my roommates would get like... My roommate loves, absolutely loves Four Locos. Really? He just, he, yeah, he loves them. He loves them. And then just it was bizarre. I don't know who could. What like flavor? That. Uh, I think he gets the gold. Don't say gold. I think I he gets the say, gold. Don't say green. Or either. is the? Uh, don't say green. I can't remember because green and gold are like the worst. He might get like the blue one. I don't know. Shit, I don't know, man. They're gross. Ugh. God, my, I just like I feel nasty when I drink one. It's like a Mountain Dew loaded with. Tons, no, you remember when I got that that seltzer one? Yeah. Oh, oh. my god, it's terrible. Yeah. I guess we need to tell everybody what we're uh, what we're here to Before talk about. Into, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're just getting into backstory. it. Getting a little gunshot. <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, we just we're two twenty-two-year-old uh, college graduates, uh, and we just are here to kind of give our perspective on life. I mean, you know, not that you know another opinion really needs to go out in the world, but you know, we're just doing this for fun, and uh, we just kind of want to spread the joy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're pretty genuine when it comes to how we feel about things and how you'll see in this podcast we are very non-judgmental this is a safe space safe thinking space you guys are listening to us of course so this is a safe thinking space think outside the box that's what we're here to do and that's just the two of us that's who we are we're the box outside the box outside the box box. so we're going to introduce them we're going to tell us a little bit about ourselves and i'm going to go ahead and start it with you rye Rye, 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 So we both, uh, the both of us went to, and this is what I was gonna get to you in your, your first. The first thing you said is we, um, the first time that we tried to record this, um, we ran into a little complication. We were talking about how uh, we both went to a Catholic high school together, right? And um, I kind of wanted to bring that whole subject around to religion <laughs> because I think it's really interesting going to a Catholic high school and seeing how, like, seeing, going to the church and mass every single Wednesday and seeing how people are kind of live their lives from, like, a Catholic perspective yeah. and then coming back over and not being religious yeah. at all after that I've gotten out of college. Right. It's it's such a... And being... See, I wasn't born Catholic. I was just born Christian. So, like, seeing that divide and seeing how... I'm not trying to throw any shade, but just how try-hard it was for religion and just the... And this is where we're big people on judgment. It, it, there was a lot of judgment riddled and kind of sprinkled throughout our, our years at this Catholic high school. And, it, and it's prominent at Catholic high schools. You hear it all, all over the place. Ask any of your friends who went to a Catholic high school and tell oh, yeah, me. They'll, they'll know. If I had a nickel for every single time, dude. You'd be, rich. Have You'd be a rich son of a bitch. <laughs> just a couple, just a couple times. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> but, no, seriously, religion, it's like, it's definitely something that a lot of people have and that it's a great thing and it keeps people grounded and that's what it should do it should keep you grounded not someone else that has their own shit that they're dealing with yeah, we can cuss on this only shit that we're dealing with 
So it's it's just that's where the where it kind of rubbed me wrong. It was certain things that they taught didn't make sense in an aspect that if you're really not judging us, then why would you say that? Or why would we have to do this? Or why do I have to talk to this person and ask for you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, a, a dual edged sword, a butter knife. A butter knife. A butter knife to the face. No, what you said was right, um, completely. You know, the thing is, is like the whole, I think what it's hard is I feel like I'm always judged by uh, by people within like the church. Like when I would go, especially like at, at our high school, when I go there, it was just these people would be so superficial about stuff. And for example, I was I was walking down the street um, a couple weeks ago, and I was walking past uh, this cafe, and I see a girl that I went to high school with sitting in the cafe, and she sees me, and I see her, and we look at each other, we both like locked eyes, and then she looked away from me and went. Back to talking to her, like her friend at the table. And then she locked eyes with me again. And she just kept looking away to see if I was going to notice her so that she would need to wave. And then I just put my hand up like, hey, we both see each other. Like, what kind of superficial shit is that, you know? And it was it was little things like that. And then as soon as she small, saw me, it was just all smiles. It was like, oh, my God, hey. Right, but it was that waiting. Like, I'm not it's coming like inside that. to talk to you. I'm just going to wave through the window. Like, right. We both saw each other. Don't act weird. You don't have to freak out like We never even had, we were, like, nothing ever happened between us. I don't even think I ever talked to her, but we just knew each other's faces. I I was friends with her older brother, so, well, kind of friends. That's the thing, that's the hard thing about coming from, um, a Catholic high school. You know, you hear growing up, at least I've heard always growing up, that you'll be lucky if you can have five friends on, like, that you can call on, that you can count on at any moment in time. Keep your fucking circle small, man. I don't remember. Do you remember how many people, like, we had a big group in big high school. Group. We had a huge group. But I want to get into that as well. And this is where a I lot of people, this is self, this is self-recognition. Self-recognition. Oh, for, okay, okay, I see. Just self, SR. Um, SR session. In high school, you know, we always have, there's, there's always a stigma around, oh, Mr. Popular. Mr. You know, you have so many friends that you can't be trusted or that, you know, you swing. I, I'm going to admit to you guys, I was a floater. I had multiple groups of people who judged each other within our school. And I would, I would literally hang out with people at 6 p.m. at their house. They talk about shit. They talk shit about the group that I'd leave their house and go hang out with that group, you know, hour and a half or two later. Or I'd have a basketball game or something. And they'd show up and everyone is smiling in each other's faces. But I knew everything about everyone. And it just ate me up because I was like, these guys aren't even real with each other. And it, that big circle like that, it's not good. It's not a good thing because a lot of people have their own opinions, which they're entitled to. But they had it with each other to where they wanted that opinion to be known. So we had the volleyball girls and the volleyball girls didn't mess with you know the soccer girls because they were messing with these certain guys and like we had these soccer dudes yeah. messing with the like you know all because of not not because of who I am as a person but just because I don't drive with you drive I don't you know I don't oh sorry I don't live in a certain neighborhood we had a high class neighborhood you know you don't live in there like they're oh, all yeah. everyone everyone went to the there was no acceptance whatever circle I remember the first day did, uh, do you remember your first day yeah, yeah, I remember our first day because they had that little like opening program for all the students that came. My first you day. You came a year before. A year. That's why I want to. Yeah, I you want were you there to, in ninth grade. I was. I there want you to go grade. right after me. Like this is. I met Rye sophomore year. Yep. I got there. You know, freshman as a freshman. So, think of me, little mad dog. I'm just a little, a little pup in the park. I yeah, remember. You're, t- you're a tiny one. 
you know, no, it's, no, no facial hair, no nothing. facial hair, big old smile, big curls, and uh, I was a nervous wreck. I was a dork. I played. I was in band. I played piano for twelve years. You know, I was percussion, snare you drums. Band? Yeah. I was in band. But you weren't for band for the high school, were you? Oh, yeah. Ninth grade you were? But not 10th grade. Not 10th. I quit. I got roasted so hard. Yeah. I played cymbals. At my, I got, there's so much we got to get into. So, I like, didn't know you did that. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You learn mm-hmm. something every day, huh? So I remember the first day, you know, Catholic school, you get your picture taken in your suit and tie you're wearing. It's yes, mass. for your ID. We started on Wednesday on purpose because mass, you know, you go to church, everybody gets blessed. You know, we're like, nice to meet everybody. So by this time... You know, I've got my book bag, i got my locker. It's probably 11.30, so this is when our lunch would start for our high school. It's around 11 o'clock. This was our our break one, I'll call it. Break one. So that was lunchtime for the little kids. I remember walking into the cafeteria. I remember this. And the, I, I still, you know, I follow these, everyone. Most of these people I still follow on social media, so I remember everyone's faces to this day. And I remember walking into our old lunchroom, and you'd have to kind of make a left around this wall. And I saw... I immediately saw the clicks because I mean I come from eighth grade. We're oh gonna, yeah, as soon as yeah. I saw the, the soccer boys and I saw the volleyball girls and I saw everybody was pl- and that's normal. It's high school. Everyone's doing their thing. I'm snapping a lot. I don't know why I'm getting so sassy over here, but like you're feeling it. You're I'm in feeling it. it. And I saw it and I had to pick. Literally, you have to pick and you get that anxiety as a as a ninth grader. You get that yeah, anxiety. or you sit alone by yourself on the first day. And, and I sat. We're good. I chose guys. You're gonna hate me. I chose the soccer boys. I chose the plop. Did right. you really? Yep. You sat with the soccer guys? Well, guess what they said. Y'all want to hear this? This is fucked. Oh, you know, they no. say, hey, we need a black guy in the group. That was the first words that. No two, fucking yeah. way. They said, we need variety. So I sat down. I was like, haha. You know, I came in. I was like, what's up, guys? They're like, man. Oh, right. it's funny. It's They're like, so now we got, we got a Lebanese. We got Asian. Now we got black, white. And we got Italian, you know, blah, blah, and it was a joke, but that was the first sentence. That's that, not how you introduce yourself to somebody. But I didn't even introduce, I got introduced. They were like, black no, 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 guy. that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a, but like, for them, that was their introduction right. to you. I'm saying, that's not how you introduce, like, I can joke with it now, because like, I've, you know, my other, my roommate, we had a roommate that was black, and he, we'd joke with him, like, okay, we got the black guy in the room, and he's like, oh, yes. We'd it's joke a with fun, him, no, no, it's, yeah, we were roommates, and we're good friends, we're friends to the day we die, you know, that kind of thing, but like. I would never say that to somebody the first time I met him. Yeah, Good Jesus Lord. Christ. Like, luckily, yeah. you know, I have that sense of humor. I love that sense of humor. So it rolled off my tongue. I I can eat that shit up. But you roll, don't know. Roll off your tongue. You roll off your back. Roll off. Oh, roll. Like water. Wow, ah, you did that. <laughs> See, I'm a dog. I make references um, to mouth reference. God, my mother does that all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh. It's just, you don't say, you know, who who could I have been? You don't know what somebody has been through. And you start that off with someone. And it's just that acceptance. That's where I'm trying to get to with this main plot of it is, you know, I try to, whenever, everyone I meet, I kind of treat it like law and order. You know, law and order is like, dun, dun. And then, you know, the quote, it says, everyone on this is innocent until proven guilty. And that is how I live by when I meet someone. You're, hey, that's a good way to think about it. Think too. about it like yeah, that. Innocent until proven guilty. Until you give me a reason, like to... like in all sense of the word, you know, like innocent yeah. until proven guilty, like and not not a not a maybe the way that the U.S. government looks at innocent until guilty. Yeah, not cut and paste. Yeah, not no. not like that. That's there, there's a little. There's but metaphorically, some, you know what I mean? Like there's some fuck things that go on in Law and Order, man. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. I had a, a big argument with uh, one of my old roommates, a guy I don't talk to anymore. 
um, in college just about the, the law and order system and what he thought was right about it. And he was he was convinced that like if you couldn't prove it and you know the court of law deemed it as you know you got off uh, free, uh-huh. he was like, well, you know, the right thing happened, and he's like, that's the way the system works. And I was like, that's not fair. Like you know, like some guy killed another guy, and the only thing they have to base it on is like um, DNA mm-hmm. evidence. Because you can't, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like you can't confirm or um, condemn somebody just for DNA evidence. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I think it's got it. You have to have more like circumstantial and all right. that. But what's fucked is like, you may only have that one thing. And it's very obvious that the guy did it. Extremely obvious. Like everything points to him, but you just can't without a reasonable doubt. But you know he did it. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of, that's kind of fucked. And the only, there, there's a great uh, movie that we watched that I've seen. Uh, I think we might have watched it in high school. I can't remember. It was called 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. yeah. And like, that's that's an excellent story because the kid didn't actually do it in 12. If, spoilers for anyone who's never seen the movie. The kid does not, it didn't actually kill his father uh-huh. or whoever it was in the movie. And it was just that it took that one man, that one voice of reason to just kind of say like, hey, let's really stop and think about this, you know? Yeah. See, that, that, that's a good example, but, like, sometimes, man, some shit just... I guess there's no perfect system, though. You know, that's that's a hard... That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. We call that a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> there's no perfect system, though. You know, it's always going to be fucked up, and something, something's always going to fuck up, and something's always going to go wrong, which is unfortunate, and it's not what you want, mm-hmm. but you can't have a perfect system. It's always going to be a disagreement. Yeah, that's a tough pill to and swallow. And there's always going to be yeah. power, so there's always going to be a power control. That's not going to go away. There's always going to, there's someone. People love power. Mm-hmm. People Somebody love in a higher power. position is going to be that person who does something about it. Whether it's a justified version or it's a vigilante system where they take matters into their own hands. So it's just, that's always going to be there and that's kind of scary. That is a tough pill to swallow. Woo! That's a tough pill to swallow. It is. It's Hold on, let me get my. Ready? Sit your power right? <laughs> tough pill to swallow. But. It does, it does suck, like, when you think about, there's a lot of tough pills to swallow that I feel like people fight battles with, you know, and mm-hmm. then they don't need to fight battles, and it's just like, it's just gonna be the way this, you know, and like, ah, it's, it's, if some people could just swallow a tough pill, their lives a lot easier. You gotta understand, things exist, like, that's why we call it reality, like, things are gonna suck, like, it's gonna get kinda grody out there, and you gotta realize, that's gonna happen, and it's not always... You know, it's not a direct con- condemn against <laughs> Grody. Get I love grody that word. It's getting nice. Grody love, out there. <laughs> but it, 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 it can get bad, and you have to realize, like, you can get back up from this, and you can't let that, because once that traps you, it's a mental, life is mental. And if you let yeah. your, it's 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 internal. It really really once you break mental. from the, it doesn't matter if the sky is falling out. If your sky is falling out, if, if you can't keep your world, above the surface where where do, what do you start with you have to start with you you have to make sure you're okay you know it is all mental i will say it's all mental but i will say the one thing it doesn't socioeconomics like it factors into like um like schools you can go to and all that kind of stuff and like you and me we were definitely lucky enough to be able to attend a private you know high school private catholic high school and but for some people they don't have like options like that but the thing that's that I feel like it's, it's 100% certainty time and time again is a good parent. Good parents in the household. You have a really good mother, and your dad is great too, you know, both in their own ways. 
my parents are excellent too. Like a good parents raise good kids. It starts in the home. It starts. It starts in the home. It starts with the parents, man. It is. But tough. the the hard thing, and here's the tough pill to swallow: is hard thing is you can't regulate parenting. You can't. It's like you can't regulate morality. I can't make you want to do something. I can yeah. make you go do something, and that's me having power over you. You know, that's like you know, I don't know. The coach going to tell his kids to go run fucking or his players to go run laps. And see, that's they a, don't want to, but he has to. That's a tough. That's why that's it's a tough, a tough pill, pill to, to swallow. swallow. Because think about it, you have to swallow the fact that your parents, yes, they're your biological parents, or but they're their own people. They had a whole forty. I mean, whatever their you know age differences between you, they've had a whole decade plus to live and make their own decisions before you even were a thought. You got to understand they're going to do stuff to where it's that's just them and. They, they make their own decisions. Hopefully, they make it with you in favor, but some parents, unfortunately, you cannot pick your parents, and some parents mm-hmm. will make their decisions based on how they feel, always, because they are their own person. They do their own shit. It's just how much you know, and, and luckily, we were both very close with our parents, conversation-wise, and just kind of like that, so, you know, but there are a lot of people's parents who, unfortunately, they... They make decisions yeah. in their favor. And you know, another thing, stop having kids. Just stop having kids. Wait until you, like, some people just have kids all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the crazy thing. And you see, like, they, they had that show. And I think it's a fucking terrible. 14 and pregnant. 14 and pregnant. Yeah. What kind of fucking shit is that? Like, what, what, why would you make a show based off, that is a shameful and horrible thing for that 14-year-old I'm girl. 14 year old, I'm, I'm 14 years old and I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant as Fuck. My daughter is going to be 15 years younger than me. Or my son is going to be 15 years younger than me. That is crazy. That is crazy. And then you have that child for the rest of your life. I mean, not just until they're 18. I mean, if you're a da- if you're a, a parent, if you want to be a good parent, mm-hmm. you're with that child for the rest of your life. And then some, some circumstances happen, you know? And I think that's why um, adoption is a wonderful thing as well. But I just like, man, you got to be a good... And that's parent. where it goes, wraps back around to starting with you. You Stop need to get kids, you straight be before you have yeah. another life. To, you, that's you and that life. You can't look to someone and say, okay, we're going to have a child together. And this is going to make our lives better. Hmm. No, it's going to it's gonna cause, it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be a joyful thing. At least so, I ho- so I've heard. I haven't had a child yet, nor have you. Thank God. No little right. Mad Dog and Ryan Jr. is running around. Dude, Mad Dog and Raw Dog and I don't I just <laughs> wrap up if you if you feel yeah. either get your game right or wrap it up. No, just wrap it up. Don't even get your game get right. Your game We're right, not giving yeah. people advice to get oh, your game no. right. Yeah, it's no advice. Advice. Sorry, this is no no judgment, no, no pushing. <laughs> get your get your rap game right. Go in the Walgreens, practice your poker face, put the condoms on the yes. counter. Oh, the worst is when they have them in the glass. I went to Walmart the other day. I tried uh. to buy some condoms, and they had them behind the glass. <laughs> but the problem was that you couldn't. It wasn't like the box you could just take off and like carry in your hand. Yeah. It was the sh- so you had to have someone open the case <laughs> and tell them specifically what you wanted. And they had, like you know Walmart's got like lube, it's got vibrators, yeah. it's got like and condoms and a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and so I'm just looking at this case and I'm like, do I really? Really want to go in there and be like, can I just get? The- no, I really don't. I just, I didn't. I just like, I'll just go somewhere else and buy. That's too much. Oh my oh god. Oh god, it's just so, so bad. <laughs> but hey, I mean, before we got into our little endeavor just now, yeah. we were talking about freshman and sophomore. Let's hear a little bit about you. Let's freshman. You came sophomore. the year after me. I want to hear your first day. 
This is such Fine. a skip back, but we're going yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. to well, no, his no, no, first yeah, date. Because I realized as we were talking, I was like, I told him my first date, but I want to hear your first date. I, I want to hear what your perspective day. is, because that's what this is all about. So my first date, it was uh, it was good. I mean, like it was really good because they had that little like uh, opening program for students when they'd come in for the first time. And uh, but they had the. Do you remember it was like the night before we went to the school, and they had uh, the same opening program. Yeah. It had a new option for all the new students coming yeah. in. And so I remember I went to that and I met a, um, a bunch of people. I met all of the people in that opening program. And it turns out that those people are a few girls. Uh, there were two girls that I met that were really really nice. And I was like, okay, I was like, these girls seem really really cool. And so from the mentoring thing or from the welcome thing. Um, I was able to spend time with them, and so the, the first day that I came there, um, <laughs> I walked in and like I went to all the classes. I didn't really like. I kind of talked maybe someone here and there. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything in the halls. Um, I think did we meet the very first day I was there? Was it the first day? Because they split them up. I think it was the second day I met you. Your second, because you were a new student, and we the you know since I was a year in, we I think we got an extra day to come in because you guys had to get orientated. And it was just, our school was pretty small, so if everybody was there the same day, or maybe we came in a couple hours late. I can't remember, but it was split. Newbies came first day. I think we did come the day after. Maybe? Maybe. Not maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But I remember, so, like, when I went and, you know, you're talking about having to pick that mm-hmm. that lunch table spot, and, you know, that was, like, a, that's a big deal. That kind of does, says a, it says a lot about you kind of when you pick that table. And so I already had, I had someone calling my name. And I remember I just heard, Ryan, Ryan. And I turned and I looked over. I didn't know anyone at this school. And I hear someone yelling my name. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and there are those two girls sitting at the table with a bunch of other people. And I was like, hey, they're like, come over here. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, it was the greatest <laughs> feeling. Like, you know, that's a cool thing, too, is, like, you never realize what small little things like that have an mm. impact on someone's life. Yes. And, like, that's something that I'll always remember about the two, those, those two girls that first day of them calling my name being, like, wow, that was a feeling. Like Being you know? genuinely nice to someone. Yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. Accepting. It was crazy. So... That was good, but no, I never, so the lunch table thing, and then I was friends with them for about a year, the, the entire first year, until I stayed, until yeah, I started dating that, ooh, my first girl. I'm jealous of your first day, man. Cool. I'll take that back, my man. My first day was good. It was all right, man. It was pretty all right. I mean, it didn't really get any better, you know, it just kind of kept going downhill, because it was a, a shitty school. <laughs> yeah, but good first then, day. I mean, then when I met you, too, so, like, that was nice, but I mean, I was still, like, coming in in 10th grade, man, I was still, like... I wanted to play. No, that's what it was. I wait. I can't remember if I did summer workouts for football the summer before I went there or not. Yeah, you did play ball. You did I play did play. I play. I played football. I can't remember if I came. Boys, Bill. Hey, yo. Let me tell y'all. Ryan was fucking yoked. This kid played football. I, I was doing the band stuff, and then sophomore year, I kind of switched to tennis. That's what. That's what I was a very gentle. Think of Mr. Miyagi. Hey, you were fire on the court, though. You were fire on the court. I would love to see you play one of my buddies from college. Oh, the common dude. Like, he is stupidly good. I I love playing. But the thing is with me, I don't shut the fuck up. So, like, when I play on the court, I play like how you would in football or how you would in basketball. I'm talking all the time. If I miss a ball, really? yeah. If I miss a ball, oh, I'll be like, you'd fuck with my buddy then. He, he, I bet you he's silent. Like he's, he's probably he's, he's a most are. guy. Uh, uh-uh, I'm a sayer. I, I miss a ball and I'm like, fuck. You remember uh, the guy I was telling you about earlier, the really smart one, yeah. like the, he graduated like a three six or something like mm-hmm. that GPA. Yeah, he's uh, he's the tennis guy, and um, 
Love the tennis. He's guys. a real intellectual thinker kind of thing. Tennis is a mental. You got to be mental. Yeah. It's a mental balance it within is. yourself. And if you're off balance, if your homeostasis is off. Your homeostasis. Yeah. If you're out of homeostasis, <laughs> you uh, you can you can mess yourself up. And, you, and, and just taking an example like that and comparing it to life. Like, try, and nothing will ever be balanced in life, but try to keep yourself as balanced as possible. And I promise you, it will reflect positively on other people. If you are good with yourself, it's, it will feel good to be good to other people. But I understand. People go through shit. People go through hatred, yeah. which can make that make them mirror that hatred. I understand that completely from a psychological standpoint. That happens. So, But if you have the power to find positive outlets, even if it's just going out for a walk on the sand, even if it's just going out and just hanging out with... I mean, geez, everything is not a... A life, everything's not a life-altering decision. You want to call somebody and be like, "Hey, I just need you to, you just meet me here real quick. I got to talk." Like that's not embarrassing. That shouldn't be something you beat yourself up about. Do it. Find little things that make you feel good, and then start trying that and just reflecting that on other people. As long as they're safe things. Safe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Yeah, there's plenty. About of, there's plenty of drugs out there that make feel good. Well, hey, man, I, I need you to meet me behind Circle K. I need to huff that paint. Yeah, machine, man. seriously. Oh, I have a, I have a story for you. This is terribly, terribly sad. You said huffing paints, reminding me of it. Huffing so, uh, my dad um, was a drug and alcohol rehabilitation coach um, at one point in his life, and um, so he had this guy come in, um, and he was ordered to come in. Uh, by someone, I can't remember exactly, but he was ordered to come in, and so he was a genius. He had like an IQ of like uh, 140 or something like that. Wow. I mean, he was, yeah, he was a fucking, wow. fucking genius. This guy was so smart, okay? And he came in, and the first day he looked at my, my dad, and he said, I don't care what any of y'all do. He goes, you can take me to therapy, you can take me into to, uh safe centers, you can take me to rehab homes, anything. He goes, I'm never going to stop huffing me. He goes, it's the greatest, he says it's the greatest high I've ever had in my life. You just made me, I, I, I swear to God, yeah, he said that, mouth, he dude, said that to my dad, and my dad was like, okay. So then for the next, like, <laughs> he would come back like every three months, and slowly he came back three more times, is what my dad said. And the third time he came back, he said he was so brain dead. He was dreams like vegetable. Like really? Drooling, could not function, could not walk, could not talk. It takes you out like that? Permanent brain damage. I mean, these were like three months apart. So he, I mean, he was huffing paint for a whole year and he just killed him. Well, not killed him, but turned him into like. But yeah. I mean, it disabled him entirely. Maybe vegetable's not the nicest word to use. No, sorry. vegetable is the nicest I mean, it, word. It, 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 I mean, it did. It, it turned him in. He could not do anything. He's an which ironic is so, Which vegetable. is so sad that you could do that to yourself. I mean, he literally ended his entire life. And so that's something like, you know, there are certain drugs I think that are great. I think some things are great for specific things. And I mm-hmm. think if people can use anything in moderation, that's a problem. All in moderation. moderation. Alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a drug. It's, it is a drug, and people use it in excess. Yeah, it's part of, it's part it's of just, A-time. It's allowed. It's yeah. just allowed. I mean, it's served at almost every restaurant. It's just normalized. You know? Alcohol can inhibit you it, much it worse than some other drugs that are extremely illegal. Yep. You know? Which is crazy to me. And all there's research, you know, in, like, hallucinogenics, like LSD, DMT, um, MDMA, like, all of these things are before, um, I believe it was, what, Nixon, Reagan? Yeah, Who was the one that started... Uh, 
Nixon? Reagan. I feel like that's something we should know. Reagan. GTS, Google that shit. G- Jesus. GTS, my phone's connected in, sir. Yeah, but, um, but whenever that happened, it shut off and it stopped all the research. Because in college, I, I actually wrote a paper on LSD. Got an A on it. I think it's hilarious. And, um... Yeah, I started, I started doing, like, research into um, what scientists had Nixon. Been, Nixon? Okay, that's what I thought it was. Nixon. Nixon. No, I, so Reagan, I, Reagan, hey, Reagan. y'all heard me. Like, I was dumb as fuck. I just said <laughs> Reagan. I said Reagan, Reagan, like, confidently. Reagan. No way. Well, Reagan. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Nixon started war on drugs. And, uh, but after that point, I think that was in the 70s. Do you still have it pulled up? Uh, yeah, it was like 70-something. I don't know. Well, whatever. Whatever. But, yeah, the papers were all before that. And, um... In 70 flat. 70? Yeah, okay. So, like, all the papers before that, there was research. I found, like, some videos of um, military guys that they had given micro amounts of, like, not micro amounts. They had given them, like, a uh, regular-sized amount of LSD to these soldiers. And they told them, they said, all right, we want you to go out there in the woods and, you know, go run a, a battle simulation or drill or whatever and uh and they go out there and they're all laughing at each other and they're giggling and one of them climbs up a tree and they're all just losing their minds like they're having a blast yeah. but then there's like two guys that like kind of lose it or not having a good time and so they had to like take them away and uh put them in the back of the van it's kind of wild <laughs> yeah so i mean like and this was in like the 60s i think like the 60s is when they did yeah, this the 60s and um I just wanted to, I mean, you know, it was fascinating. I mean, it didn't really, I guess it didn't really do anything, but, like, there is actually good merch out there on these drugs, dealing with, like, um, Mess people house. with schizophrenia, yeah. people with, um, what's the other one? Um, schizophrenia and, uh, uh, pol- uh, polar, bipolar, bipolar disorder. It's fascinating. And now that Oregon has just legalized magic mushrooms, well, they basically legalized everything up to, like, a certain amount. Yeah. Um, except for, like, I think black tar heroin and crystal meth, but everything else is legal. <sighs> And like it's crazy, and so like they have shops you can buy psilocybin mushrooms now too, which is wow. really cool. Yeah, and so um, yeah, if they leave the black, I wouldn't mind them. So leaving they're the black starting research legal. again. They're starting research again into psychedelics, specifically I think psilocybin. So like the magic mushrooms okay. and stuff that get all out there. See what it can so, do to you. Yeah, we'll see what it can do for you, not to. Because you. like when you know it. when you take them, there's that uplifting feeling. Euphoria. Yeah. yeah, it's there's a euphoric. It's a feel kind of feel good. Like, it's yeah. supposed to. Yeah. You know, some people's mental capacity makes it to where they're like, I can't handle it. And some and and that's. Some people it is hard. It's all about you yeah. know. At least when you're gonna trip, it's all about the set and setting, man. Setting and the power. Of yeah, the being with friends, having a good time. Don't be bugging out on anything. The power within. The power. Is that a SpongeBob reference? Hey, you can't within. mention that in here. I don't want. I don't want Nickelodeon coming after oh, our little yeah, cast. No, that's right. Sorry. We meant. Doodle Bob. Yeah, oh, no, that's still part of it. No, we meant... <laughs> that's still... Dungegar. No. Dungegar. Dungegar. Dungegar on... Google that. Make sure there's no name by Dungegar. No Dungegar on Quarterlodian. Quarterlodian. Oh, Quarterlodian. Yeah, we said Quarterlodian. I'll just go back out and cut that part. Yeah, we'll cut. We're just cutting. This is all live straight. No cuts, no edits. No cuts. This is one take. We're just vibing. Yeah. We're, we're always chill. talking. And plus, you can hear the music in the background. So if, the, if it yeah. does cut, you know, the music would always give that it away. That Bill Clinton saxophone playing in the... Hit. Hold on, hold on. Let's just hold on. Take you on the quiet. So. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, DJ. How are we now? feeling with that? Yeah, we're DJ. We're DJing up. Oh my gosh. Um, DJ Rai Rai. DJ Rai Rai. Golly, I remember I went to uh, I went to a party one time um, in no state, and we we drove up there for it was like a three drive or something like that. We drove up there for the weekend. Um, we got there and we were in this beach house, and it is three million dollar beach house that 
You know that guy I was talking to, my buddy earlier, yeah. I talked to on the phone? We were at his beach house. He is, so his, like, I don't know, his father's very rich or something like that, or yeah. his mom's boyfriend's very rich, something like that. But we, so it was gone for the weekend. So we go up there, and um, we got to stay, I mean, just at this place, and was through a massive party, and we had a bunch of people there. And we had a DJ. She was like, actually, like, she had like a little like DJ app on her phone where she could like hit tiles and mix yeah. and like, and like, like a, what's that called? Like the record when you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm talking a mixer. about? It's yeah, like a, a mixer. Yeah. She literally had one of those. Turntable. Yeah. Like a, table. Like a little turntable thing. So she's just sitting there fucking DJ in this song and it, and it was like, Soldier Boy. And then it jumped into a whole other song. It was, oh, it was awesome That's at this sick. party. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So, you know, it's good memories like that. Things that you never, never, ever forget. And, 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 the, and the thing for the future is to keep planning them with your homies. Mm-hmm. You and me got a lot of stuff to I do. I know, man. This fall. We do. We, we do. come alive in the fall time. Yeah. So. Yeah, we do have a lot to do in the fall, man. We got a lot. We got a lot to do. And we got you guys a lot to talk gonna, about, you too. You guys are going to hear about it. But this is just our first little caster. We just wanted yeah, to put is. the reel out, see if we could get a bite from yeah. you guys, hook you guys in. Hopefully, we sound pretty interesting to you guys. I mean,. I think you're interesting. I don't know about it. Yeah, thanks. I, I think you're pretty interesting too, bro. Yeah. I, think I think you're a hoot. <laughs> I think that between the two of us, we've got some pretty good level heads, you know? Yeah. And we're doing, I say we're doing pretty all right for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, in life. I'm going to keep leveling you out, man. Yeah. I think I think we think about deep things, and the good thing is that I'll balance you and you balance me yeah. out, man. We got our show. There's one more thing I say before I want to end. What's up, buddy? So, do you remember when I was uh, hanging out with you a couple weekends ago? And we were standing outside the bar talking to the girl with the food truck. Yeah. Okay. You remember when? Let's just call her Mad- say Madison. So Madison. I look at Mad Dog and I was like, hey man, I was like, are you ready about that podcast? I was like, I think I got an idea for it. I was like, I want to make a logo. And I was just telling him all my ideas about it. And Madison looked at us and goes, really? You want to make a podcast? Who would want to listen to anything that you have to say? And I remember, I thought, do you, you remember her saying that, right? Yeah, I remember. I remember right thinking to myself, I was like, well, no, number one, no one fucking asked, bitch. No one asked for your comment. Number one, that's the, that's the first thing. But number two, it was mean. It was mean. That, as, as my father would say, that was not designed to make me feel good. That was not designed to make me feel good. Um, but yeah, she said that to me, and I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? She's like, who would want to listen to you? I don't give a shit who listens to me, man. I wanted to do this, and I'm doing things that make me happy. And if people want to come along for a ride, then come along for the ride. But I like this. We got a little setup. I spent 60 setup. bucks on this so far. That's it. People, that's $60 a for a podcast, a laptop, and a microphone. And that's it. And we're just going to talk. The rest of the summer? Summer talking. Summer <laughs> summer talking. That's summer what we're talking. doing. Summer talking, man. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Well, that sounds like a plan, man. It sounds like a plan there, sir. Well, I guess we'll catch you in the next episode, everybody. That's right, right. You know I'm Mad Doc. And you're watching Roll no. Ones. No, <laughs> Yeah, you're watching Roll Ones. Yes, sir. See you, everybody.